I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back for this extended interview with Ben where he's going to be sharing with us the podcasting basics and what you'll need to start your own show. Hey Ben. Hey Debbie, how's it going? I am wonderful. Before we get to all of your tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so my name is Ben Smith. I'm a freelance audio engineer currently based out of Houston, Texas. And I guess I live an offbeat life because for the last six years, I've worked strictly as a freelance audio engineer. And this has led me to a bunch of different places working with a variety of clients doing a variety of things from movies to music to now podcasting, live sound, all sorts of things. And so it's it's really been great to travel down this road as a freelance audio engineer and yeah, just kind of see where it takes me. It's been really exciting and I can't wait to see what else is in store. Me too, because you're a huge part of my podcast. So Ben is actually my editor and I don't know what I would do without him. I would probably curled up in my bed and just crying because it usually takes me like 10 hours to do what Ben does in like a minute. But (laughs) that's why today I'm going to be asking Ben all of the things that you need if you want to start your own podcast, because I can't tell you how many times people are telling me they're going to start their own show and they don't know what to do. So Ben is going to be helping us with all of that stuff. So Ben, one of the first things that we all need, obviously, is our equipment when we want to start our podcast. Can you tell us the basics for that and what someone will need when they want to start their show? Yeah, so you can get extremely basic. You can really do this on a budget and still have fantastic sounding audio. You know, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars getting extremely high end equipment to start a podcast. Really, you need a couple pieces that can get you get you started, get you rolling and sounding professional. And those things are going to be one, a quality microphone. And if you want to buy one new, you can buy a hundred dollar dynamic microphone, such as like a Shure SM58. That's a pretty classic choice. But I'm a huge fan of buying used equipment, especially in the industry I'm in, in the audio industry. We all take extremely great care with our equipment. So if you go to a online reseller such as Reverb.com, eBay, you can find great stuff on there. You can usually find all of this equipment that I'm about to tell you about for sometimes 50 to 60% off of what the new one would cost. And so that, that can be a great cost-saving way for you to, one, get even better equipment or just save on your your bottom line. So as I was saying, step one is you're going to need a microphone. And 
you don't have to go all out. You can get a hundred dollar mic that's new. You can find on Reverb for you know maybe fifty dollars. You might even be able to heckle the seller down a couple bucks. And so just wherever you can cut these corners and get cheaper equipment, I think is going to be extremely helpful. The next step is going to be a recorder or audio interface. Debbie, I know you use a Zoom recorder. So that's going to cut one step out of the equation to where you can just plug your mic directly into it and start recording. You can get pretty cheap recorders. I would suggest personally either ones made from Zoom or Olympus or Tascam. These are all really great field recorders that offer some flexibility as far as multi-tracking goes if you're going to have multiple people on your show, as well as high fidelity being your, your higher sample rates and your higher bit depths. The next thing you're going to want is a pair of decent headphones. Again, you don't have to go all out and spend 200 bucks on a pair of headphones. You could get a decent pair of Sony headphones or Audio-Technica for you know 50 bucks. And this is just going to allow you to monitor how you're sounding. It's going to be a really easy way to troubleshoot. Maybe there's some, a ton of background noise. Maybe you have a cable with some hiss in it. It's just going to allow you to make sure what you're recording sounds the way that you want it to sound. And so probably a really understated one is going to be a microphone stand. This is going to prohibit you from moving the microphone too far back. It's going to prevent prohibit it from coming into your mouth and distorting and sounding really muffled. It's just going to give a level of consistency that's really, really important. And as well as, you know, it'll free up your hands if you're like me and you talk with your hands a lot. (laughs) And so the next one, I mentioned this in the full interview that to me sounds a little silly to tell people, but I always, always mention this and suggest this is a pop filter. Basically what this is, is a extra piece of fabric that's going to go in front of your microphone that's going to prohibit any plosives and it's going to help out your sibilances all these extra noises that come from different consonants and vowels that can be a little overbearing when you're recording it just acts as a buffer and you see this all the time in recording studios radio studios and it's really cheap i mean shoot you can get a bundle of them on amazon for like 10 bucks It's super, super cheap, but a great thing to have in your arsenal as you're recording. And after that, just basic cables, XLR cables. If you're going to be doing video interviews, I personally like to have a backup set up. So I route my video interview into a computer. That way I have a copy as well as the copy that they have recording themselves. It's just really a really great fail safe to have in place just in case something goes wrong because you know, as we all know, equipment can sometimes fail in the middle of an interview. And (laughs) so it's really helpful to just have that redundancy there. So I mentioned briefly a audio interface. And so this is going to be a bit more in depth than your basic recorder is going to be, such as what Debbie's using. It's just going to offer you a bit more flexibility and the fact that you can go straight into your computer and record into your DAW, such as GarageBand, Audacity, Logic, or as I'm using Pro Tools, whatever your DAW of choice is, this is going to send it directly into there rather than you recording into the recorder, pulling out an SD card, putting the SD card in your computer, and then dropping the files off onto your hard drive. It just cuts a step out. But with that, it does cost a little bit more, and it's going to be a little bit more complex to get set up than what a recorder is going to be. 
it's really up to you as you're starting. If you want to start super bare bones, you can just go the recorder route and just plug your mic in, plug your headphones in and just get to rolling. If you're using a recorder, obviously a high quality SD card is really helpful, especially for your recording at higher sample rates and higher bit depths. You definitely want a high quality SD card that can handle that amount of data being pushed onto it consistently. There's so many of these things that you're giving us and it's great too that you are giving out information for basics for beginners. And then if you want to keep growing, there's also other opportunities for you to grow when it comes to equipment. And I love the tip that you gave us on getting used equipment. I didn't, I haven't thought of that. I oh, may yeah. look it's, into that. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the audio community, we all love our gear. We all take great care of it. So if you're buying from somewhere like reverb.com, which is generally where I go to buy my equipment, you're going to get pretty decent deals on it, honestly. And most people are willing to work with you too. You know, you, you might throw them an offer for whatever, 10% off of something that's already cheap and sometimes they'll take it. So I've had really good luck with it. Honestly, I've bought tons of equipment from them and I've not once had something that wasn't as it's described, wasn't working or anything like that, that you can sometimes run into on places like eBay. So yeah, using used equipment, is amazing. It's really great. And it's going to save you a lot of money. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're going to be recycling that, especially a lot of those things, I'm sure it's like almost brand new. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now let's go to the basics of recording because you gave us the equipment we need to use. And what about how to actually record? Sure. So I guess it's really important to step one, maintain decent mic technique. And what that means is, like I said, buy a mic stand, something that can be right in front of your face to where it's going to get that direct sound of your voice, but it's not depending on you moving the microphone with your hands. And, you know, I, I will say to each their own, some people like the freedom of moving the microphone and it can add to, it can give a certain level of dynamics to, you know, the speaker moving the microphone out and bringing it in. It can add a pretty nice flow to it, but sometimes people forget that they're not holding the microphone by their face. And (laughs) then you get, you, you go from having a super direct sound to something like this, where you're just hearing a lot of the room and that's not always what you're looking for. So I would definitely suggest getting a microphone stand to just mitigate that as much as possible. And from there, when you're recording, definitely make sure that you're watching the amount of gain that you're adding. And this is really important because there's a fine line of being too quiet and being too loud, especially when you're doing digital recording, because there's a hard limit on how loud you can make digital audio. And if you pass that limit, it's going to start distorting. It's going to sound really um, crunchy. I mean, everyone is familiar with what that sounds like. So making sure that you stay within that fine line of being too quiet to where if it's too quiet and you bring up the volume too much, you're just going to inhibit noise. You're going to get electrical noise as well as room noise, all of these problems that you don't want. And then if it's too loud, you're going to get a lot of clipping you're going to get sometimes some headphone bleed from you listening to yourself, all, all of these other things that you also don't want. So always make sure to stay within the middle ground there. You know, one thing that I suggest to people is as you're getting ready to record, start at a level that sounds good to you and then either laugh in the mic 
hysterically as loud as possible or maybe say something really abrupt and loud. And if that's clipping and you're hearing that crunch or you're seeing your meters hit the red, then bring it down a little bit. It's always better to have room to bring the level up because you can always bring the level up. But once you hit that that absolute max in the digital world, you can't bring it back down. And so that's extremely important. After that, I would say this isn't always the case because I know a lot of the people listening are living a very nomadic lifestyle. And so this can be a little bit difficult, but try and get into a quiet space, you know, something where you're not going to have, in my case, my dog coming in here, trying to interrupt the interview, <laughs> run, running into my mic stand, doing all of these things that can really mess you up. And this goes twofold. It's going to affect the quality of the audio as well as it's going to affect your focus. You know, if you don't have to worry about all these extra noises, you can focus on what you're saying. You can focus on your presentation. You can focus on the cadence that you're speaking with and really make it more engaging. Yeah, I love all of these techniques, but we can also talk about ambiance because we mentioned this before we actually did the interview. I actually kind of prefer having a little noise in the background. It's probably me. I don't know. I like movement, especially with the people that I talk to. So I guess it depends on what type of show that you have and if it fits with it. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that, that, you know, maybe in a show like this or another digital nomadic show that you want kind of that freedom that, you know, hey, I'm actually sitting on the beach recording this podcast, you know, (laughs) which is that would be amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, But then (laughs) which is not true. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe not today, but not today, not today, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But I totally agree with you, Debbie, that it's it's all about finding what your show is going to be like, what message you're trying to convey to your audience, and just adding a little bit of that artistic feeling to it. I have one friend that has a podcast, and we actually talked about the idea of he interviews musicians in the Nashville area. And he talked about just setting up a microphone in the middle of his living room and just making it super conversational, right? Rather than having everybody with a direct feed, just setting up one microphone and just letting the conversation flow, which I thought was an amazing idea. So it's it's really all about how you want your show to flow, how you want it to sound, and just kind of adding that artistic feeling to it and whatever's comfortable with you. Like I said, I think it's more important to maintain focus and not be distracted by the noises, right? So like you're saying, Debbie, having a little bit of ambience is not always a bad thing. You know, sometimes it can sound, it can sound a little sterile having this totally acoustically treated room when it's two people that are supposed to be having a really authentic conversation. And especially for me and probably a lot of my audience, we usually don't have a studio and the closest thing I have to a studio sometimes is when I record in my closet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You, you got the clothes in there to to soak up some of those bouncing waves. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's my studio. It's funny. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, this is my studio guys. It's awesome. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for being here and for giving us all of these tips. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? 
Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. That's the platform that I use the most. I'm pretty active on there. My handle is Ben underscore Smith underscore. And if anybody has any questions, just shoot me a DM. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Ben. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how he has been able to create income as a remote audio engineer. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing, to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.